0: pk it is time to talk byu football with the former wide receiver dylan collie he joins us on the smart rain guest line utah will be in a drought next summer smart rain knows that 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon take advantage of their save now pay later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money check out best of State award winner smart rain at SmartRain.net. dylan good
1: morning good
0: morning fellas
1: how we doing
0: Good. PK is chomping to the bit. He's waiting you to put put some steak in the ground and just drive people nuts this morning with something.
2: What you, line are you drawing in the yeah, sand? Where's the uh, line? I keep wanting to call you Austin. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Dylan, get it over with. You're
1: fine. You're fine. I, <laughs> just, just let it roll, right? That's, that's all you can do.
0: So, right out of the gate, first thing I want to know is, before we can decide if BYU is going to win and get to 6-0 and and be halfway to an undefeated season, all that kind of stuff, I need to know who's playing quarterback. Um, I assume Baylor Romney is out because they saw him reach for his helmet and I've seen that a lot of times and those guys usually don't play. Yeah. So that leaves is Jaron ready to come back? Kalani's been talking like he's getting close. Or is it Conover and now you're talking to a guy who's played all of two quarters of college football and the task gets tougher. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it really all it all depends on the confidence that everybody has in the defense, right, the special teams, and the rest of the offense. If you know that Tyler and the offensive line, right, if you won, if you have James Empey back, if you have Harris the Chance back, and you trust that basically the offensive line in the run game is going to be able to dominate in the same way that they did against Utah State, then you can be comfortable giving Jaron another week right? If that's the goal, if you're sitting there saying, Hey, we need to start kind of turning that momentum as we start getting ready for Baylor, right? As you start getting ready for these other power five teams that finish out the season. Do we put Jaron back in and just let it go? Um, Those are kind of the debates that you need to have internally to be able to decide who's going to start and why. If it's just, Hey, right. Like, we're not that worried. We know, we know Tyler will be able to dominate. We know the offensive line is going to be able to put together a force against the defense and move the ball, yet Jaron is still not in good enough shape to where we're questioning if he's going to be able to play the rest of the season, right, then, then you go you with go Um and let him build and you let him develop at this time. But, you know, I think, I think personally Jaron should be rearing to go uh, because this game is not a game that you just kind of take lightly and, and and turn over to the, uh, the 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 two quarter the two quarter starter.
2: Yeah, when you did that, you had a lead, so you could nurse it a little bit. Obviously, you're not going to have a lead when the game starts. Uh, I'm wondering with the team having a lot of leadership with Algier. Katoa, the Nakua brothers, uh, you, you know, guys, offensive line you just mentioned. I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, where potentially a, a first-year freshman—I guess he's not a first year, but a freshman starting—would you go out of your way to make sure you'd pump him up this week, and that he has the—that he knows he has the confidence of his guys?
1: Yeah. Absolutely, I think that's that's critical from from the get go. As soon as you see Jaron down, you need to make sure all of the quarterbacks that could be potentially stepping on that football field have the confidence of everybody else around them, right? And it may not be a physical confidence where you're saying, "Hey, this kid's going to come in," and, and "Hey, as a receiver, we know you're going to be able to throw for two seventy five, three hundred yards in your first couple games." But more so, "Hey, you have the ability to do it. You've done this, you know, type of thing before." Trust your arm. You know the offense, right? Mentally, there's nothing you have to worry about. The offensive line is going to take care of you. You need to be building that internal confidence so that mentally you at least have a shot for him to go in and believe that he can do it, right? Then you let the rest of the physical stuff take over.
0: So the good news for BYU is no matter what happens at quarterback, they got Tyler Algier at running back, 218 yards, Massive run. Well, several key runs, but one really jumps out at yeah. everybody. Uh, PK was saying, Well, where does he rank among BYU running backs? Not Luke Staley. I put him in front of Curtis Brown. I think he's got breakaway speed Brown didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, not the receiver Unga was, but other than that, I think that's a pretty even comparison. Jamal in college, I viewed him as not as powerful but probably a right. better breakaway threat, so a little different. So I really go with uh, Algier-Ozunga. What do you think?
1: Yeah, and it's, that, is, that is such a difficult thing to talk about. And just like you went through, mm-hmm. right, I don't think we've seen a guy like Tyler Algier, I mean, in my lifetime, right, who can run downhill, who has that break breakaway speed when we, you know, when he needs it? Um, I I do believe that he's up there with the Luke Staley's of the world. I think he runs very similar to Luke does. I don't think that he has the lateral speed um, in terms of just the one cut fast twitch. Uh, but I mean, Tyler's making a case here to be up there on kind of that Mount Rushmore of Jamal Harvey and uh, and Luke Staley's.
2: One of the things I think is cool about BYU football now, when they take the field, they absolutely believe they're going to win. I think you can see it in their eyes and whether they've got some more swag or whatever you want to say. How important is that when you run out of that locker room at the start of the game to believe we're going to win?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, to be honest with you, right, in, in my four years of college football, there were very, very few times that I felt that, Right. Um, as a team and on the teams that I was a part of. And so even to be able to have, you know, in the the couple games (laughs) that I had the opportunity to really know, like, Hey, we're going to go out there and dominate as a team. uh, it, It changes the entire, the entire mindset for a culture, right? Like that team right now genuinely believes that they are a top tier college football program. Right. I mean, right now, Right now, easy to say, Alabama and Georgia are literally in a league of their own. Yeah. Right? Like, they don't even – that's not even considered college football anymore. <laughs> but the rest of that pack, that 128 other teams, BYU is – you know, that's a, that's a playoff viable team. And they genuinely believe that. And so, to go out there and to know you can put your third-string quarterback in and still play at a very high level to where – hey, if our third-string quarterback who's never played in a college football game in his life and has never played in a football game in the last three and a half years, but we can throw him in there and just decide, yeah, we're just going to run all over this team, that's, that's, that is, that's completely game-changing. And to be honest with you, I don't see that really changing over the next five, six, seven years because of the momentum going into right, the recruiting pickup, the Big 12, um, all these different aspects that now BYU is playing it's it's going to be very hard not to see BYU as a top 25 team for the next, you know, 10-12 years.
3: Nice.
0: There it is. That's what you wanted, PK right there. I can I can hear Ute fans. Hold on, I got to be quiet. I listen to the fans scream at their radio in their cars. <laughs> So now, Ute fans that's are not going to want to play BYU for a different reason. Oh, that's too much for one second. We don't want to get on. beat. Hold on, hold on. That's too much for one second. Do you I mean, really feel like the way things are? Weeks, right? Do yeah. you really feel like the way things are going in college football that anyone can guarantee anything about any program for more than like two or three years? Because I don't.
1: Yeah. I, I, no. Right. And and that's why I say it's it's one thing to sit here and say. You have, you have programs that have been top 10 teams for the last decade, right? Like the shoe-ins, or the automatics. Whereas now, and I think this year specifically, you are seeing this change. And I think the NIL is going to affect that in a huge way. But that's also going to show you're going to see the same top 25 teams for the next 10 years, right? You're going to see those same groups that have that type of momentum, that have those types of resources. But just in you know that, that two- to three-year change, I mean – Like I said, it is very, very hard to see or point out a specific reason unless Nick Saban has nobody else down his tree that's ready to go to see any sort of change in a team like Alabama, right? Like, what they're doing right now is not even – like, it's not even fair to what the rest of college football is. And I don't don't think that's ever going to change. When you're starting quarterbacks making over a million dollars in NIL, like – you're you're never going to lose again. <laughs> it, it's very very hard to see how that that's a possibility of them not being, you know, a national championship contender forever.
2: So you're saying that this NIL is just going to make the rich get richer, is that accurate?
1: Yeah, 100%. Okay. But it's also going to move up, right? Like you're going to see the, you know, the the group of five schools, right? I mean, the Coastal Carolinas, the Coastal Carolinas are going to continue to flourish, right? The UCS are going to continue. To, now, obviously, UCF going into the, the Big 12, but all of these schools that have kind of that, you, you have the big market schools or the big market teams for the NBA and the NFL, right, where you see everyone in New York and you see everybody in L.A. As these schools, the, the UCS of the world, the Coastal Carolinas, right, these schools on the coast, that are known to be rich college environments, right, with, with partying and the Saturdays are good, right, you're, you're now looking at college football at a whole new level, and that's where kids are going to want to go because the resources are going to be available to them to make money and have fun playing football.
0: Well, I guess the only thing I'd hold on to is nobody wins forever. And that other people exactly. can certainly ante up a million dollars to a quarterback if that's what it takes to win. Yep. Because we're seeing them ante up five million to a head coach because they think that's what it takes to win. But most people most people have a problem identifying who is really good. Clemson has a quarterback yeah. who may be really good one day, but he's not really good today, so we're going to get some turnover in the, in the playoff teams. Because oh. Oregon and Ohio State have losses, and Clemson's uh, out of the top 25, so we're... There there's some powerful teams having problems.
1: Yeah, no question. But that's where you go back that's where you go back to what is now Georgia, what is now, you know, once again, I mean the key here is Alabama. It's not like Alabama's just been outside of the last couple of years, right? With Jalen Hurts, Mac Jones, and you could say as a college quarterback was Mac Jones that phenomenal or did he have everybody around him, right? Uh it's not like Alabama's just been rich with quarterback history. Like up until Jalen Hurts and Tua, their quarterbacks have been almost terrible, right? They've never actually panned out. And so now you're seeing teams, Alabama's getting good quarterbacks, right? Because everything else around them, the defense, the offensive line is so dominant. That's where it's hard to see a change in tier there.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking too also. That if I'm offered by these powerhouses, Alabama, and now it's Georgia, and we know Ohio State has been there for a number of years, Clemson a little down, but we'll see, Uh, Oklahoma. Why not go there first? Because I got a free transfer in my back pocket. And Mm -hmm. so I go there, and if I... Maybe even just you know quarterback, which only plays one position, but the uh, one person I mean, but the other positions play multiple. So if I'm looking like all right, I am going to be hard hard pressed to be on the field by my second year. Well, then I take a step down, or maybe I take two steps down, you know, whatever the hierarchy is. So I'm thinking that with this transfer rule, that could actually help the Blue Buds even more because why not go there? Because the idea, if I can make it there. I can make it in the NFL.
1: Right. One, 100%. And I think that that train will only pick up, right? Because now, like you're saying, you're only building a case for yourself. Right. Now you're putting more on your resume to then go to maybe a different Power Five or a different group of five schools to where the football is going to continue to get better. You're always going to be the guy, right? Right the NIL because you're coming from a power five like the Alabamas of the world right like the Oregon the Ohio State you know everything everything is there for you once you attend that type of school to start and then transfer
0: so before we let you go here do you believe BYU will be 6-0 and are they going to make it halfway through the season undefeated are they going to beat a 2-3 and Boise State team who has played a difficult schedule
1: yeah absolutely no no uh no doubt about it. it. Is it going to be more difficult than the last two weeks, of course. But at home, it's uh that's a tough environment, you know, to, to lose in, and I don't see them losing.
0: As always, we appreciate it, Dylan. Thanks for a few
1: minutes. Awesome. See you guys.
0: Dylan Colling, former BYU wide receiver, joining us weekly here to talk college football. Very confident, even if they have to go with a third string quarterback who's played two quarters of college football yeah and I think
2: they will start Conover I think you have to go with a level of confidence because it's a football team it's not quarterback obviously is the most important position but you've got an experienced play caller extremely experienced now I mean we're getting into the Norm Chow category of experience which they haven't had since Norm Chow <laughs> and uh, uh, so he can and he's a Norm Chow disciple and uh, you know knows and worked under him and played under him and all that stuff. So he can speaking of Arod, he can tailor a plan around Conover's skills. There may be a time, maybe not, maybe, but there may be a time where you got to make a play and you got to get the ball downfield. But I mean, there really wasn't last year. For all of Zach Wilson's greatness, watching Tyler Algier go virtually the length of the field right off the bat. And that took all the pressure off. And so, who's to say that he doesn't do it again? Because, you know, and I think what Dylan is saying there is very important getting MP back and Chance back. You want your best guys up front. And Blake Anderson couldn't say enough good things about the guys that were in there the Utah State coach, about that offensive line. They you know, do run for 200 yards I without an offensive say, line. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. If, you, if you're the O-line, you deserve a pat on the back. If the running back goes for 200 yards, the O-line did its job.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So let's see how the nature
2: and the flow of the game goes and what do you need out of Conover, you know, the proverbial game manager is out there. Well, you can win. You, the problem is trying to win 12 games with a game manager is more difficult, but you can win a single game. So let's see how this goes here. I believe, though, that Conover is going to have to make some plays because I, I think Bachmeyer
0: is very good. I was about to bring up the number of points that Boise State has scored this year. Now, they got a two and three record, and that's not good, and that's not Boise State like. But they went to UCF, they played Oklahoma State, and Nevada might end up winning that league. Nevada's that a good so, ball club this year. Right. So, I mean, UTEP, you gifted yourself a game. But other than that, deservedly so. Right. Utah State. <laughs> Uh, had already beaten Air Force and already beaten Washington State. So this is a strong schedule out of the gate for Boise State. 2-3 and three is not a good record. But to your point about Bachmeyer and their offense, 31 points against UCF, 31 against Nevada. They lost the game, but 30 can be a winning number. And if Conover's quarterbacking with only two quarters under his belt, can you expect BYU to go out and put up 35 points? Because you got to figure the Bronco defense, which isn't great, is going to have an extra man in the box because the run defense is bad. The run defense actually is awful. We haven't really gotten into that yet, but they're not in the top 100. There's 130 teams. If you're not in the top 100, you're bad. So they'll probably commit an extra guy to that run game. So can Conover make throws down the field into one-on-one coverage?
2: Which then, you know, that's not a bad situation as long as it's not crossing patterns across the middle and all that stuff. Because if you're throwing deep down the sides, post-type patterns, well... It could either, the worst. Is going to happen is it's a pick, obviously, but, but maybe it's a the pick, pick a 30, 40 yards downfield right. is not the same as something Arm across punt. the middle. Yeah, so uh, the, <laughs> like really, the, the, who had Moore had that first interception for BYU? Phenomenal play, by the way, uh, but at least it was downfield. You know, it was no wasn't, return, right? Yeah, yeah, so there's you know, not all interceptions are equal, obviously. Uh, with that going on there. I was going to say something else profound and now I forgot. What the heck was I just going to say? Cuz it was going to, it was going to be awesome. Bachmeyer offense. Boise State scores points but they give up a lot of points too. I appreciate you trying to jar my memory. I'm trying. That's 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 a team. That's right there. Yeah, I I rip on them but we got each other's backs, man. Yeah, I get we're in anyway. the trenches, man. <laughs> don't don't you kid yourself, man. I look out for you and you try to pants me. <laughs> What are you, Casey Musgraves? You're wearing no pants now on Saturday Night Live?
0: Oh, when geez. we come back, <laughs> what Jacksonville Players is saying about Urban Meyer. Sounds like the end is near. Or the team ownership. We'll get to that next. Stay with
1: us. It's game week for the Cougars when I break down. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. It's back-to-back Mountain West Conference opponents for the Cougars as they welcome in Boise State to LaBelle Edwards Stadium for a showdown against the Broncos. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 1230 with the postgame show immediately following the game. <laughs> From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Reminder, join the big show Friday at the warehouse from 2 to 7 p.m. Price is so low it'll blow your mind. <laughs> hey! Boom! Oh, well, We were talking earlier this morning about Urban Meyer and what's going to happen the fallout from the video, how's that going over with the team and with the ownership fight on Michael Boy, S- that's the other guy <laughs> <laughs> Michael Silver uh, who's he I've heard the name he used to write for Sports Illustrated I think okay let me check on him hold on a second I think he's like an SI.com batter yeah Sports Illustrated 13 plus years and looks like he's a dot, dot .com Don now uh, the Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville has reached a crisis point, especially in the locker room. One player told me, quote, he has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. That's shocking to me. What? That he would have zero credibility. There's a long history of college guys going to pros and it not working out. Pete Carroll's the exception. But there's not a long history of Urban Meyer's. Okay, but that doesn't matter. I mean, I get your point. He's more successful in the end, it doesn't than the average. Matter. You're right. He's but. more successful than the average college coach. But so is Nick Saban, and Nick got in and got right back out. Yeah, but I don't think Nick Saban, and I could be wrong, had the
2: level of accomplishment that going Urban in. had. Not going in.
3: He right. had one national title. Yeah. going right. in
2: at LSU. Right. Also, but a
0: title, not yeah,
2: multiple, not multiple. titles at, at, at multiple and he, schools. Look what he did in this three, and really Bowling Green for that matter. Basically, all institutions. Took them to places. He took everybody to I can't Ohio. say they took Ohio
0: State to places they haven't been because they're Ohio State. you got to suck not but to win that. Well, got Florida them. had won a national title, so they'd been there. But
2: they'd he got been them to the back to the mountaintop. But, he, but they hadn't won multiples. Mm-hmm. And obviously Utah. I thought he would be successful, but apparently I'm wrong. It won't be the last time. <laughs> heck. I mean, just heck. I thought Rafe LaFrance was going to dominate in the NBA. <laughs>
0: Rayful France, Rayful
3: France, Arm- <laughs> Ray France, Arm- <laughs> wow, Ray France. I have not heard the name of Armand
0: Gilliam
2: Wow, France. I have not heard that name I just pulled that. <laughs> I have not heard that name in years. I don't know why I thought that. That was more for comedy. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, there it is. Really, after four games,
2: I mean, this is the biggest bust. At least Saban lasted. How long did he coach there?
3: He was a year and change, and that's there's, all. Saban was. There's some debate if Nick Saban would have gotten Drew Brees to go to Miami, and they would have checked out his shoulder. Oh, that might have changed A-O-K. differently. It might have changed the whole. Two franchises. There, there's <laughs> a lot to be said. I mean, it's not like Jacksonville is
0: bad because Urban no, doesn't know what he's doing. But Jacksonville was bad before Urban. They'll probably be bad after Urban.
3: There's been revisionist history that says if Saban would have gotten Brees, he stays in the NFL much longer. Maybe Alabama doesn't rise like they did.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's. And if I, my family would have stayed in New Jersey, would I be alive?
3: Yes. Yeah, so there's always there's always that, there's always that <laughs> hypothetical out
2: there. Yes. Or, or be in jail. I mean, I I've contemplated that a time or two. You know, you know, you never know what uh, you you can play that game. I can remember I, I applied to the Salt Lake Tribune because. I came up and went to Jackson because my wife's friend has a place up there. And we f- uh, she went up early because she was a teacher off Summers. I didn't have the time off. I f- she drove up with her friend. I flew and flew f- through Salt Lake. And then we flew back and we had a couple of days. And we had a friend who had just moved up here and blah, blah, blah. I said, like, oh, what the heck? <laughs> Send him a resume. Or maybe he had it in store.
0: You guys, what do you guys believe on that? As I get older, I'm changing my
3: mind. <laughs> <laughs> according to no, that's 100 percent true. I don't know what that means, but according to theology, he knows the end from the beginning.
2: Yeah, but how much is he orchestrated? I understand that, but yeah, that's I'm I, not. I, I'm I'm, of, I'm God a, has a I'm plan un- that has always been mysterious to yeah, me. Yeah, but DJ's yeah. point about my mind is changing on that.
3: I'm with him on that
0: thought. God had a plan for the youngster to be shot dead? Nope. that's why it's no. still unresolved <laughs> in my mind. But I do think that some of the things that happened to me that were good, that there was a... Uh, it, 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 sometimes it seems like somebody grabs a wheel. Sometimes I'm steering, sometimes stuff happens, and somebody's like, wow, that broke your way? I'm like, yeah, I had no idea. I, I had to tell somebody who I, I thought might end up losing their job, and I said, if it does happen, um, and this isn't uh, a media person, by the way. It wasn't have anything to do with anything we've been through here recently? I said I would have never left Sacramento on my own. It's a good thing I got fired, and ending up here and a couple of the families we're close with and our lives okay, intertwined. Yeah, yeah gotcha, you. And, gotcha. and the couple that we meet here in Utah, the paths and where we overlapped in Santa Barbara, freakish. And they brought you into the faith, didn't they? Uh, I don't really want to go into. It. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you walked yourself right into that question yeah, yeah. Yeah, I
0: know. I'll tell you later A couple things I missed on the way And I realized, well I, I dodged that But inevitably, Cowboy over here Is going to grab the rope And lasso the steer And wrestle him to the ground I had a job I thought I had a job at the LA Daily
2: News They gave me a physical I think I've told you this They gave me the physical And the, the doctor's giving me the physical When you start I hadn't been offered the job. Well, they're not bringing you here. <laughs> I don't do this. Everybody I've done this, this for gets has hired. worked, and I didn't get hired. <laughs> hey, you're the one. Yes, I and I was shocked.
0: I know there was one time I couldn't believe yeah. it,
2: and then I end up later, which I would have had to move because I live in the South Bay in the valleys, mm-hmm. way the freak up there, and. I end up getting a promotion at the Breeze, which was better. Yeah. Pro- and I don't remember the time frame now because it, it's just so long ago. And it ended up being a better situation. So I believe in that
0: too, and, yeah. and I'm hoping but I'm, for. But I'm completely got unresolved issues and questions with the other stuff you talk about because there's stuff that happens in life and like how can that happen? Yeah, how, how oh, yeah, can yeah, that possibly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't how have how any answers. That, I know. I, I don't. I'm, I'm unresolved on that. Okay. How about this?
2: I just got a text from. Uh, a guy who doesn't say a lot, which every time he speaks makes me want to listen because Mm -hmm. he doesn't say a lot. Right. Uh, Looks like Urban had his hand in the thing down south.
0: (laughs) 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 It's
3: definitely 930,
2: isn't it? Yeah, clearly. I am just
0: reading the text. I I got it. (laughs) Come on, that's funny. It is. <laughs> the Chargers beat the Raiders. Now your Arizona Cardinals are the only undefeated team in the NFL at four and zero, and there are a boatload of teams at three and one. A quick glance tells me twelve. And a bunch of them. For instance, the three and one Chargers' only loss is to the three and one Cowboys. The Raiders' three and one loss, uh, they're three and one. Their losses to three and one Chargers. So you got a lot of these teams beating beating each other up. Um, the Bucks are three and one. They gave the Cowboys their only loss. The Cowboys are three and one. Uh, the Rams are three and one, and they beat the Bucks. Who are yeah, but three-in-one. this is the NFL. I expect this. So. Out of this, but it does seem like there's a tier separating. But within that big tier, who knows? And it's early. Injuries will wreck somebody. One team will keep. But getting the better.
2: tier will have further separation as we go. Probably. Right yes. now, it's
0: massive. Right now, it is. But I
2: expect it to be after but four. I,
0: there's a lot of three and one teams with a loss to another three and one team. Having said that, you got any like more or less? I mean, I was feeling really good about the Rams, and man, Arizona made them look bad. <laughs> but that's just one game. It is. I totally This agree. is the NFL. All of these. I,
2: all those teams, the teams that I expected to be good, by and large,
0: are good. Oh, I didn't have Arizona care. right now is a surprise to the NFL. Sure. At 4-0, I agree. Carolina at 3-1, I'd put right behind him. <sighs> no? I, two of the wins are gifted because the Jets and the Texans that's what I'm are really bad. That's why. i about. That's why he yeah. went, ah. But they they thumped the Saints right after the Saints. Yeah, but who are the, the Saints Packers? this
2: year? And, and well, the Packers sucked that week, <laughs> and now they look great
3: against the Saints.
0: Yeah, and so uh, I will say the Packers have beaten two bad teams too: the Lions and the Steelers. The Steelers slipped and relied on Ben Roethlisberger to carry him. And he's done. They've slipped even further, and he can't even come close to carrying yeah, him. This is it. Yeah. So another Hall of Fame dude who goes out on a sour note. Yeah. That's not exactly news. No. <laughs> but what's surprising is the Steelers have slipped so much around him. I'm not surprised a 38-year-old can't do it anymore.
2: I mean, Brady's how, why looking would at they? Roethlisberger and saying, come on, son, get with it. <laughs> Uh, I don't, but okay, I don't. But you look at Roethlisberger;
0: just his physique doesn't seem like he put all the effort in that. What Brady's been doing? Okay, he's carrying too much weight. I get that, and still, the only well, thing they have him—the only thing that works for them—is him hitting a receiver 50 yards downfield. It's true. I mean, whatever. It's, they're not good, and I'm not saying he's got a lot left in the tank. But the only time they do anything right in that whole game. It's still Big it, Ben it's making a him play. And
3: Jim, Juju Smith Schuster going down. Well, I think Another that was SC Deontay receiver. Was, it's also Deontay. Yeah. Uh, what's his last name? Yeah,
0: but outside of whatever's in left and Ben's tank and a couple of wide receivers, sure, their run game isn't. They they've punished a Devante lot. Devontae
3: Epstein. No, that's <laughs> <Devante> Epstein. What? <laughs> the PK's point though, Ben <laughs> has actually kind of followed the Ben Ro- Ben that followed Tom Brady's lead in recent years, but. Ben's been, uh, Tom's been working on this for a decade or more to keep his body in shape. I
2: think he's been working on it for, I think it's like LeBron. LeBron recognized yeah. it years ago and that's when ben has made a lifetime commitment. Ben tried to do that in recent years, but obviously it's just slipped. Right. I mean, one, one, DJ tried when he was 40 and I kept telling him, man, you got to try when you're 30. Really? Was, was Yeah, exactly. Right. I, t- I took your advice. Now I worry about his health all the time. Gave in, hit the donuts. Yeah. You should have seen him when we had the meeting the other day. Jeez. Threw those babies down. I thought you had stock and Branberry. Yeah, Branberry Cross.
0: (laughs) Where's the endorsement?
2: In the gut. (laughs) Yeah, nice. And we all got guts. Part of living. There you go. I got a
0: gut. Baseball tonight. You ready? Yeah. Yankees, Red Sox, ancient rivals. One and done. Fenway ought to be electric. I only wish it was So like what is the weather gonna be okay or is it gonna six be six o'clock pretending it isn't raining. I don't know. Look it up. Look up in Boston.
2: You don't have to call Dewey Hopper. You Dewey
0: just, Hopper. You
2: just find out immediately. Uh, I, I just wish some of these games could be played earlier in the day.
0: They could be, but they want the money that comes uh, with prime I, I, time. I so six o'clock tonight on ESPN. Eight. And I wish it would be like 6 o'clock Boston time. Yeah. Get some sun. Yeah, well, people, people will be home here, so there's a lot of people listening to us who are happy it's at 6.
2: Get yeah, I know, but say, I
0: can watch it at 4, too. I, I know you can. <laughs> <laughs> You're just worried about you. I think,
2: I think sports, in basketball is an exception, obviously, because in hockey, it's indoor. But I think sports, somehow to me, I romanticize it when it's played under the sun. Baseball and football. Soccer.
0: Soccer. You want the outdoor sports? Yeah. You don't want beach volleyball under the lights at the Olympics. It looked weird. Yeah. (laughs) I had it on. It looked weird. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah.
2: It just somehow... And maybe that's just me. It just... I have romanticizing sports when it's played in the daytime. Somehow Mm -hmm. it just seems better. And, you know, especially in the Major League ballparks, which... A football stadium is a football stadium. People ask me about Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, it's great. And you uh, l- love being there. But the dimensions are all the same. They sort of look the same. You know what I mean? Whereas baseball, it's different. And particularly yep. Fenway, obviously. But you don't get the feel as much at night. It's, it's more sterile, in a sense. That's just my own thing. I may yeah. be totally off base on this. But I got it. Money talks. Who am I to take money out of? Billionaires' pockets. <laughs> the billionaires and the millionaires. Yeah, so whatever there. Uh, you got a feel for who wins this? Well, Garrett Coley, They were saying yesterday, I was watching MLB Network, his ERA in, in Fenway sucks.
0: And so, that goes back to your point that every ballpark is different, has its own characteristics. Big so ballparks, short man.
2: porches... Yeah, so I'm thinking, wow, is he, he's got to come up big, man, because this is, what, this is the very reason they brought you to New York for this game. No, no J.D. Martinez. Correct, and that's a blow. He got
0: hurt uh, at the end of the season there, and he's really Sprained good. Sprained ankle. Former Diamondback. Tripped over second base while jogging out to right field. And I don't get that. How? How? I don't no, know. How. With your head down? Is that how you ran into Jordan Spieth, and he ran into second base? I don't know. But that's a huge bat to take out of the lineup, for yep. sure. Jazz lost a preseason opener to the Spurs, one eleven Two starters didn't play. Two key bench guys didn't play. No, uh, no Bojan, no Rudy Gobert, no Joe Ingles, no Rudy Gay. And the guys who did play, played 15 to 22 minutes. Tootie Fruity, no Rudy? Exactly. Jazz will be on TV tomorrow night against the Mavericks. You got that to look forward well, I'd to. I'd they were just Six saving months. them for the TV game. Right. All right, DJ and PK, your feedback's coming up next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. In all sincerity, PK, amen, brother. You urge people to get on the app. That's what you got. In all sincerity, amen, brother. Okay. In all sincerity, PK... Amen, brother. Time for your feedback. All the stuff you think about today's show. A lot of you hitting us up on the uh, Urban Meyer question. Nelly says it's a plot so he can quit the Jaguars and go to USC. Yeah, Just seen. wait. We've heard that for sure. But the, This doesn't it, seem to make it easier to get another job at USC. This
2: AD and this... Uh, president at SC say they weren't interested last year? Yes. So what's changed? Nothing. They just fired Hilton. Yes. They fired Helton. But Helton had no and, job and security I know five so minutes much into about, his
0: job. I don't know so much about the AD but I thought the president made it very clear not interested. Is the is AD it, not interested, is or is worse? the AD following the president? I wouldn't think it's better, <laughs> so I would think yeah. So certainly not and, better. And the thing about well, the maybe AD, it was better for Urban, but that's a personal the, question. The AD, <laughs> the AD. <laughs> Scott Gerard just walked in at the very wrong time. Oh, everybody's thinking. So not <laughs> oh, my problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. The the uh, AD is tied to Cincinnati's football coach because he hired Fickle at Cincinnati. That's the one. Fickle's just just walking on water right now. Yeah. So if he wants the gig, yes. Keep it quiet. Let him have his big year with the Bearcats. He's already. Yeah, he's having it. Yeah, he's He's done phenomenal job. Everyone's looking at the Power Five guys, and but he's an urban guy, isn't he? He beat Indiana and he beat uh, Notre Notre Dame. So. Here it goes. Didn't he coach under Urban? I think so. He's, he uh, everyone's been saying Ohio State's the one job that he'd be waiting for. He's an Ohio, Ohio State kind of guy, thing. and he coached yeah. under Urban. But oh, it doesn't look yeah. like Ohio State's opening up any Everybody soon. would take Ohio State's, State's, State's job. I mean, come on. Everybody not named Nick Saban. That's it. I think Belichick would take it. Yeah. <laughs> That's
2: Belichick Jr., the, the mullet dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> not the old man.
3: Steve Belichick
0: and yeah. his wagging tongue. Yeah, I know. That was funny. Jimmy says, "Irvin's just another great college coach who couldn't cut it at the next level." See, Lou Holtz, Nick Saban, Steve Spurrier. He's running through them. Bud Wilkinson. Bud Wilkinson went to the Cardinals. <laughs> what? But,
2: <laughs> naming guys.
0: <laughs> Barry Switzer. Wait, he did win a Super Bowl. Okay, give him uh, Irvin and Smith and and Aikman. Yeah. Give him, give him teams that uh, have won back-to-back Super Bowls, and uh, he can win one out of two. That job was so good, Steve Kerr was jealous. <laughs> Phil Jackson
2: was jealous when he went to the Lakers. <laughs> this is much heavier lifting than what Switzer
0: did. Yes. <laughs> that was a powerhouse. Brian's hanging in there. He says, Urban's still a great coach, and he'll get the Jaguars turned around. No, he won't. No, he won't. Well, if he's out by Wednesday, he won't. This is a, Wow, what a story. All right, we'll see where it goes during Scotty and Hans's show. See if there's any breaking news coming. They're coming up next. Stay with us.